What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. You, you are on 98.5 weekdays with Mike and joining me in the studio at this time every fortnight is uh, Dr. Stuart. Dr. Stuart, welcome to our studio this morning. Thank you for having me back again, Mike. I'm it's, very grateful. It's nice that you're here today. It's a bit of, of a special these. day today. Uh, Cancer Council, uh, biggest morning tea today. We've got a yeah. few... Been a few people in our studio out in the green room there it's having busy. some morning. I know it is busy. I'm used to this just being you and me, and we pretend there's no <laughs> one else here. And we just have a nice chat, and suddenly there's a whole group of people out there. Have you been uh, rushed with people uh, wanting to know something? There's been but some medical <laughs> advice passing hands, and I'm looking forward to catching up with Sue Joy in a little while and understanding more about. Uh, First time you met? Yeah. She, a uh, great story. Yeah. Oh, hopefully you'll catch up with it. Maybe yeah. taste some of her amazing, healthy, he- healthy food. Wow, that, that's entirely my intention, Mike. Is that why you come today? That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now, uh, uh, biggest morning tea, Cancer Council uh, WA today. It does actually go right through May and June, but today is their biggest focus today. So how appropriate that you're here today. Can I ask you, as a, as a GP... You would see, you would be dealing with this, I would assume, on a fairly regular basis. What would be one of the most common uh, cancer issues that you would see? Wow, that's, that's a question. I mean, we see a lot of skin cancers. Um, that's probably the most common in, in Australia for understandable reasons. And um, But we see a lot of bowel cancer. We see a lot of other types of cancer. Breast cancer is a big concern, um, obviously, amongst the population. Um, and, yeah, I, I, think, I think largely... Um, Skin cancer is probably the largest um, component of that, mm. but we, we see everything um, and, and we have to counsel people on those and, and encourage them to do the tests and do all these things. Can I ask you, um, when you get a diagnosis for someone, how, what runs through your mind when you have to deliver sometimes some not so good news to someone that's actually being diagnosed most often if we're if we're given a diagnosis it's, it's likely to be a skin cancer because most um or i believe many gps certainly i do um and, and most of my colleagues will do skin biopsies or excisions um, and then we'll send those off to the lab and we'll be the ones receiving the results we'll be the ones following up with the patient in other types of cancers it's often uh, specialists who would be reviewing the patient um and and dealing with them so if we're breaking that kind of news it's almost always a skin cancer and yeah it's always a consideration because people are worried people have come to you because they're concerned often and um, different types of cancers offer a different type of prognosis so if it's a simple rodent ulcer as we would call it or a a basal cell carcinoma that's um, on the spectrum of things you can get that's probably one of the better um, things to have because it doesn't do anything other than grow it Mm. won't spread it won't do anything nasty other than just locally grow and, and therefore if we've removed it then it's all gone and we can be relieved and that's actually quite a uh, reassuring diagnosis that you can often give to a patient obviously comes with increased vigilance as time goes on but ultimately we have dealt with the problem largely and we don't need to be concerned about it specifically going forward but something like a melanoma or even a squamous cell carcinoma which is another of the more nasty types of skin cancers these are these are heavier diagnoses and we have techniques that we use in order to breach uh, or broach sorry the subject um, with a patient uh, in order mm. to to ease them into the 
the uh, the understanding that, that we have of what's going on and to talk them through, more importantly, how things are going to go from here, how we're going to help deal with it. It's good. We'll take a break, Stuart. If you've got a question, you can text in right now, 0429 985 985. We're here for part of the celebrating, I guess, the, the biggest morning tea today with the Cancer Council. We've got a heap of people here in our studio and just outside the studio. Uh, text in if you've got a question to Dr. Stuart this morning, 0429 985 985. On 98.5 weekdays with Mike and with me in the studio is regular guest Dr Stewart and taking your questions. Thank you Namala from uh, Lower Chittering. Namala says I recently went to see my GP regarding antidepressants because I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression last year. Uh, GP reluctant to prescribe meds for me and wants me to see a therapist for 10 sessions which can get expensive. Um, uh, Meds, the GP has said uh, meds are the last resort. Wanting to know why, are there long-term unwanted side effects that I should be wary of? Great question. That is a great question, Mike. Yeah, and it, it, it points to an issue that I think probably all GPs face um, at, the, at the present time. So psychology is what we would traditionally call the gold standard management for anxiety and depression. It is very, very good. Um, it it works. It takes a while, but it is incredibly effective, and it gives long-term results that patients can then utilise. It effectively gives you a toolkit to utilise long-term um, in order to combat the symptoms and to recognise early warning signs and to be able to deal with these uh, problems before they become too big of an issue. Mm. So, in principle, yes, I agree that um, you know seeing a therapist could potentially be um, a, a good place to start. However, it does take some time to work. Um, and oftentimes we do need to consider using medication to supplement it. Sometimes therapy isn't the right thing for everyone. Uh, some people just don't like it, for example. Mm, okay. They just find it hard to sit down with someone and actually open their heart and, and talk about these problems. Um, and also, I talk a lot about Cinderella when I talk to people about psychologists. Tell me more. Uh, it's the glass slipper, Mike. I know you're. I know you're a big fan of slippers. In Abs- fact, Abs- are you wearing? Well, no, sli- no, I've actually got. Actually, yeah. actually, hang on a minute. I've got my good shoes on today. Don't, don't put your feet on the well, desk. Mike. No, that's, no, uh, side of the desk. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do you like um, my shoes, by the way? Uh, the, well, much like the rest of you, they're beautiful, Mike. They are. <laughs> of course. They are a picture of all that is wonderful about the world. You can come in every day. Uh, you do recognise the sarcasm in my voice. I do you? indeed. Oh, I'm glad. I'm mm. glad. I'm just. I'm and we're out of time. Thanks, Doctor. <laughs> Let me get back on topic Sorry. here, Mike. Um, yeah. So, um, psychology, Cinderella. Mm. You've got to find the one that fits. Yeah. Good analogy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes people just. Do you know that? Do you know that way you sit down with someone? I do it every Thursday, every other Thursday when I come in here and sit down, and you just think, I don't like this person. <laughs> You, you know, just, you know, you pick it up straight away, straight right? away. Yeah, you just know Look, within it, seconds. That's the thing. You just sit down with someone, and mm. you just think, I, "There's something." I don't know whether it's, you know, they remind you of a partner who who's fallen by the wayside. That it's the, they've got the same name as someone who bullied you at school. It could mm. be anything. It could be the way they wear their hair. It could just be one of these things. Now, most of us, that's not an issue for some people. You just find someone, and you just don't don't click. Mm. And if that's the case, that that psychologist isn't ever going to be able to help you. And they would probably be the first ones to say. Look, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, you should find yeah. someone else. So sometimes we have to try several different psychologists, which blows out the time it takes to resolve the issue to begin with. And cost. 
cost is not inconsiderable. So a number of psychologists, certainly the ones around where I work, are charging somewhere around $220 for a session. Medicare, if you're eligible mm. for a mental health care plan, will give you an $85 rebate for, at the moment, up to 20 sessions. Um, there are some caveats within that. But ultimately, it still leaves patients out of pocket somewhere in the region of 100 to $150 mm. every time they want to go and see the psychologist. Add to that the fact that people who were doing okay just before COVID, suddenly COVID comes along, a lot of people sunk below the surface and were struggling a little bit mm. more. And they are now accessing psychology services. So the vast majority of psychologists services the waiting times are, are considerable in order to get to see them so all of this goes to the fact that it actually takes time and it, it blows out that duration that it takes in order to start to improve mm. so medication is often quite a good supplement and I think uh, although I can't comment specifically in Narmala's case yeah. I would yeah. suggest that medication often is a good supplement to to use in order to achieve better results quickly while we're waiting for psychology to take effect. It's not always the right answer. In mm. fact, very often it's not the right answer. And there are certainly some cases where I don't recommend or the patient doesn't want to go down that journey. In terms of long-term long, long unwanted side effects, short answer, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Very good. Doctor, we'll take a break. Thank you, Damala, for your question. You can text in right now, 0429-985-985. You need to be quick. Jump on the text line. We've got a question for Dr. Stewart this morning. Back after this one. Ninety-eight five weekdays with Mike Irene Cara there. Flash chance to going back to nineteen eighty-three. With me is Dr. Stewart. Uh, Dr. Stewart, just to finish off this morning. Uh, obviously, we've got some people here today in the studio and just mm. out in the green room uh, as part of the uh, Cancer Council's biggest morning tea. Um, and if you do want to donate, of course, and support the Cancer Council, head online to our website, 98five.com, and you can follow a link there, and it will notify you that you're coming from, you're donating from 98.5, which would be good to know as well. Um, how important is getting um, tested? We hear a lot about it. Um, it's mm. often promoted and about getting getting checked all the time. Yeah. How important is that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of us that kind of can be a bit fearful yeah. of even ha I don't want to know yeah like there's, there's a lot of a lot of people are, are ostriches out there like they just bury their head in the sand yeah. and, I, and I fully understand that but it's it's something we need to get over it's so important so screening uh, for cancers is something which is uh, at a very high level uh, within the the health industry worldwide it has been debated for a long time and essentially we've fallen on a set of rules that allow us to establish when screening is appropriate and when screening isn't appropriate and without going into too much detail about that we only screen for things that we can do something about that we have effective treatments for and that if we catch it early it's going to make a difference so there is good evidence for the types of screening that currently is undertaken and I would strongly, strongly encourage everyone when they're invited to take part in screening, for example, bowel screening, um, to make sure that they attend. And I, I know it's a bit icky. You yeah. Know, we've, we've got to deal with poo. Ouch. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it bad? You know, one of those times for three days of the year, uh, or, you know, uh, you, you've, you've got to go and do something extra. I think it's, it's 50. Yeah. I, it's in, it's in your 50s, you 50, get 50, I remember right? getting it in the post. Yeah. And you threw a party to celebrate. I did. And I, I, you know what? I put it aside and I looked at this thing for weeks. Do you know that's we, such I a I looked at it and story. I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I left it and left it and left it. And then when I read the instructions, yeah. 
it went aside for another few weeks because yeah. I thought there's no way I'm doing that. You were you were what my wife likes to call the pre-contemplated stage, <laughs> mate. You were exactly in the process of getting towards contemplating doing it. But did it and uh, and sent it off and uh, got the results back. That's brilliant. Yeah. And, and and your GP gets the results as well. So I regularly, usually every morning, um, in my my trawl through the, the the blood results and scans that I've requested, there'll also be some results from the the bowel cancer screening that my patients have done, and it's almost always negative it's almost always very good news and in those rare instances when it's when it's positive that doesn't mean boom you've got cancer it could mean you've got hemorrhoids it could mean any number of things but what it does it gives us an opportunity to investigate it and hopefully exclude it and then we can move Mm. forward and you can have peace of mind without having to bury your head in the sand about it it is so important and it is so effective at detecting something that we can do something about Mm. and that's the important thing so good, Doctor. We are out of time, but really appreciate you coming in today and uh, being part of the biggest morning tea here at 98.5. You're going to uh, pop out and taste some of Sue Joy's um, amazing uh, uh, cooking today. If there's any left, it's all mine. Well, absolutely. You've got it. <laughs> you, you better hurry up. Good on you, Doctor. We'll catch Thank up in you, a couple Mike. of weeks. Thanks. With me in the studio this morning has been our own resident doctor, Dr. Stewart. You are on 98.5, and this is Weekdays with Mike. Good morning. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia or visit the website 98five.com.